Discover the leader in you with the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen, former New England Patriot turned Ph.D. I bring a new brand of inspiration and passion to audiences worldwide. Having served and consulted with Fortune 500 companies, the National Football League Players Association, and the White House, each week I will prescribe empowering, motivational, and life-changing medicine for your soul. Now, it's time to discover the leader in you. Well, hello, everybody. Super excited to be with each of you today, and I want to welcome you to Season 7, Episode 9 of Discover the Leader in You. I'm your host, the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen, and today we're going to be talking about why leading the effort to stop Lyme disease should be important to each of us. Now, have any of you ever had to deal with health issues that began to stretch into a chronic ailment or even a prolonged sickness that you just couldn't shake? It wasn't easy, was it? Now, I've experienced that before, and it's no fun. Well, this happens around us all the time in society, and it can be easy to overlook until it happens to you. Now, here at Discover the Leader in You, we seek to not only heighten awareness of leadership in corporate and nonprofit settings, but to illuminate leadership in all forms and wherever it's taking place. For that reason, I wanted to bring on a special guest today to share with us some of the strides she has been making in combating a unique health issue that many of us may not be aware of at first glance. Helen McCormack is going to be joining us live in the studio to talk about the prevalence of Lyme disease and what we can do to eventually eradicate it or stop it altogether. That is the goal. But before I bring Helen on, I just want to remind each one of you I care about your personal development. I care about your professional development. And for that reason, if you navigate to jasoncarthen.com, I have a lot of free resources there for you to help you in both regards. For example, if you want to take full advantage of a free breakthrough coaching session that I have right there on the site, okay, it's so funny to me because when I say free, you think people would be knocking down the door to make that happen. But They don't always do that. But if you want to take advantage, navigate to jasoncarthen.com and head to the coaching tab, and we'll see if you qualify for that free breakthrough coaching session. I'd love to connect with you and help you to reach your goals. Also want to remind everybody that the official Jason Carthen app is available on the uh, App Store, on iTunes, and then also for uh, Google on the Android Store as well. If you want to connect with me, have me in your back pocket, always continue to grow, get daily tips, motivation, Download the app. I'd love to be able to engage you that way. Now, without further ado, I want to introduce to you a very dynamic and driven, driven young lady that's doing some things all over the world. Let me introduce to you Helen McCormack. Helen has more than 20 years of experience in healthcare across various disciplines and all over the world, spanning six different countries. Helen has a vast medical knowledge in many therapeutic areas such as infectious disease, cardiology, neurology, medical devices, critical care, trauma, and pediatrics. She has experience in developing products for new markets, regulatory pathways, and also supply chain management. Helen has worked for blue chip companies such as Pfizer, GE Healthcare, Toshiba Medical Systems, and Nordisk. She is also, most importantly, a wife and a mother. Helen, welcome to the show. Thanks for being on today. 
Thank you very much, Jason. It's very, very kind of you to ask me, and I'm delighted to be here today. Yeah, I have been so excited. I uh, just want to give our listening audience just a little backstory. Helen and I connected via Twitter uh, not too long ago, and I just want to let everybody know this young lady is driven. <laughs> She is focused about (laughs) Lyme disease. And I have to be honest with all of you, that's the way you're supposed to be. She does not let up. And I said to myself, wow, she is sharing so much information. She's adamant about uh, eradicating this disease. And so it forced me to begin to look a little bit more and understand, well, what is this Lyme disease? What's going on? And Helen is a proponent and she's right out front and she's saying, let's let's deal with this. So, Helen, I have to sort of, I guess, get clarity because the listening audience may not understand how passionate you are about Lyme disease. So what prompted your interest in eradicating this disease? Okay, so, uh, you know, just to give you a little bit of background about myself, I've, you know, I've got a, just nearly a 20-year career now, and uh, it's always been in healthcare. So whether it's been working in the pharmaceutical industry as a pharmaceutical rep or hospital specialist or, you know, working for a capital equipment company, um, you know, installing CT scanners and working with radiographers and interventional radiologists. And, you know, so I've kind of gleaned the majority of my medical knowledge um, from, from that from that experience, really. But I've always been the sort of individual that is extremely focused on the patient. Um, so if I, you know, perhaps I'm in theatre with a, with a surgeon and they're doing maybe a paediatric cardiothoracic case, I'm very, very interested on speaking with the you know the anaesthetist and the nurses. How's the patient doing? How's the patient doing? Because I'm there to do a job. I.e., perhaps it might be to work with a surgeon to be able to you know this is my device and this is how you use it and maybe you could use this suture and, and that kind of thing. But I always like it when I can give a, a specific example of a, of a young child of, of a case that I was in and the child came into the theatre and they were actually blue because they weren't their heart wasn't working properly and their respiratory function wasn't working properly and then spending time having you know being blessed to be in that theater with that cardiothoracic surgeon and team and then seeing them after their procedure leave that surgery and they're pink because their blood's perfusing properly and they can breathe properly i just get a really really great feeling from that and being part of that so um totally to you know to answer the question about lime um, I was working on a on a, a, pro- a project from my consultancy business about Alzheimer's disease about five years ago, and I was starting to do like a feasibility study, and I found um, you know some very very interesting research that was done by one of the fellows of the American American College of Pathology, Mr. Alan McDonald, and he did um, a study on a whole load of cadaver brains who they were individuals that had been diagnosed with Lyme disease, uh, sorry, diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. Their cause of death was Alzheimer's disease. But every single one of them tested positive for the Borrelia bacteria, which is Lyme disease. And from that, really, my research, my interest grew as I got deeper and deeper and deeper into the realms of Lyme disease, what it's all about, how it's caused, how it can be diagnosed, how it can be treated, what it's known as, you know, how the bacteria works in the body. Um, my interest has, has just absolutely grown from there. And um, a very, very good friend of mine, uh, Laurie Dennis, who is a therapist in, in, in Canada, 
Uh, I'm sure she won't mind me saying her son has Lyme disease and she's written a book called Lyme Madness and um, she calls it, she calls the, you know, she calls the, it, the reality of Lyme, Lyme Madness and that's exactly what it is because Lyme disease is a very, very difficult to understand disease and currently it's very, very difficult to treat and very, very difficult to diagnose. Oh, my goodness. Now, just for the listening audience, just so you understand, um, the reality is if this thing was present in all of the cadaver brains at that point, even though they had a diagnosis of death because of Alzheimer's, we're well, not we, but at this point, Helen's trying to figure out what's the correlation, because that seems so odd. Even I have to say that I am certainly not proficient or an expert like Helen is, but if you have that sort of instance, you want to know what is the correlation and maybe was this preventable or I mean, I guess I have a ton of questions now, but I can see why you're so passionate and you are taking the lead on this. And I'm not exaggerating, everyone. When you think about just making sure that you have a passion and a connection with your purpose to what you're doing. Helen is leading the way. Uh, she's doing the research. She's also self-funding, and I've done a lot of that over the years. That can be a challenge, but that is how passionate she is about this. Now, Helen, just as a follow-up question, can you tell our listening audience, why would uh, your friend's book be called Lime uh, Madness? Because I, I've done a little bit of research, and some of the images and some of the things that I was reading about this is not your typical disease. Why would it be called that? Can you give us an idea? Yes. Okay, that, you know, Jason, that's absolutely an excellent question because, you know, just, just to, if we, you know, if we, if we look at the disease, so if you look at, for example, a tick, okay, so Lyme disease is caused by a tick bite. Mm -hmm. It's tick-borne disease. Mm -hmm. And you can get Lyme disease if you are bitten by a tick that is infected with Lyme disease or the Borrelia bacteria. So if you look at a tick, those tiny, tiny little things, the nymph ticks are the size of a little poppy seed. The other, you know, kind of the, the adult kind of deer ticks are, you know, you know, if you put kind of like down at one cent coin, they'd be smaller than, than a one cent coin. And, um, and, and another thing as well, and I have an example of this. So we talk about the madness of Lyme disease. So I'm sure, I don't know if you know, but I, I think there's, there's a, you will know this lady. There is a, a lady called Davina McCall, who is a very, very famous TV presenter in the UK and author and, and, and everything else. She's been flat out tweeting the rock at the moment. I think we, we can all learn these things from Twitter as well. And her son was bitten by a tick. And she posted a photograph of his tick bite on Twitter and actually asked, hi, everyone on Twitter, is this a tick bite? So, of course, I saw it. Individuals, you know, like me or in the Lyme disease community, everyone jumped on board and said, yeah, that's definitely a tick bite. That's the urethra migraine's rash. You know, your, your child could be, at, you know, severe and, and sincere, serious risk of Lyme disease. Please, you know, please get them to the GP straight away for antibiotics, X, Y, and Z. But there were so many comments to say, oh, you know, taking your child to the doctor for a tick bite seems to be a bit extreme. And that's, what, that's the type of comment that myself and so many other members of the Lyme disease community are trying to stop right. because a tick bite 
is very, very serious. It can change your life forever. Mm-hmm. So to be blasé about it, you know, it, that's why Lyme disease is madness, you know. Mm-hmm. Lyme disease is known as the great imitator. So I've, I've already quoted an example of um, Professor Alan McDonald, the pathologist who's found cadaver brains tested positive for Borrelia. Pa- patients are often diagnosed with a disease called ALS. There's actually a, um, a famous NFL player, um, Stephen Smith. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. was diagnosed with ALS in 2002, but actually began Lyme disease treatments in 2003 and is starting to, to, to make a recovery. Um, so patients are mistakenly diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome, ALS, Bell's palsy, flus, multiple cirrhosis, rheumatoid arthritis, you know, they, are, they, they then take a multitude of pharmaceutical products, which, you know, from the, from the medical care field is exactly the right thing to do. Like my, 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 my own mother suffers with rheumatoid, um, and she, you know, has taken a multitude of therapies over the year and thankfully has found an improvement in her, in her disease. But some patients that are diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, mm-hmm. they are given a drug, and it's not rheumatoid arthritis, it's Lyme disease. And often those drugs can actually do more damage in the body. So in my opinion, as someone that's been studying Lyme, talking about Lyme, you know, really quite heavily involved with the Lyme disease community, working with a whole bunch of scientists, working regularly and speaking regularly with Lyme literate medical doctors, that's why it's Lyme madness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's I am so glad that we actually have you on. I mean, you're broadcasting out to close to 200,000 people. So the reality is this message needs to get in front of as many people as possible, because just hearing when you said the great imitator or I mean, I don't know exactly how you framed it. But the reality is that if this is misdiagnosed, it can be devastating. And I think that, yeah, I think that people need to be aware of it. And I know, I just, I didn't know. (laughs) I didn't know. And for those individuals that say, oh, you're maybe overreacting, you know, at the end of the day, hey, we all need to pay a little bit closer attention to our health uh, as much as possible. It's not something that, you know, you you tell someone, oh, don't worry about that. I, I think just by hearing your messaging today, we are all going to be able to understand this much better and hopefully be able to deal with it in a more effective way and also get you some help. That's the goal at the end of the day, too. So Absolutely. Now, and, and I think ultimately as well, we can kind of, so we, we can, I, I, don't, I don't like to kind of name drop famous people because I don't want to make it seem that Lyme disease is a disease that famous people get because it's, it's absolutely not, mm-hmm. you know, and I, can, I will give you some numbers about Lyme disease cases across the globe at the moment, you know, in numbers. But, you know, obviously there's just been the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and um, there's, um, um, I understand that um, an Eagles quarterback, uh, I think you pronounce the gentleman's name, um, so it's Nick, is it Foles or Foley? Foles. F-O-L-E-S. Yep. You, you said Foles. Foles. And you know what? Just press the pause button, everybody. Uh, Helen is hailing from Ireland. However, she is British. So if you're wondering, you know, where's that accent? Where's that coming from? She is British, just so everybody knows. And it is Foles. <laughs> so you're good. Okay, good it's Foles. Absolutely fantastic. So Nick, Nick Foles' wife, um, 
she has Lyme disease. Oh wow! And know you know, in the in the the the, the post that I, I have to admit I, I read on Facebook, um, I do have a Facebook account, and you know, very sadly, my three and a half thousand friends on there, every single one of them, bar about five, has Lyme disease, um, which is a, which is a, a terribly sad thing to to admit, but it's the absolute truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, th- th- this this young lady posted that she's been suffering from something called POTS, which is um, postural orthotic syndrome or something. Mm. Basically, it means her heart rate changes very, very drastically from sitting to standing. You feel absolutely awful. You know, when you have any sort of kind of heart issue, you can feel you can feel so bad. Um, and, uh, and and this young lady has been treated for Lyme disease, and I sincerely hope that you know she's getting the treatment that she needs and she's starting to feel better. But my comment about this is my suggestion would be she's had every un- every other single test going before she's had a test for Lyme disease. Mm, wow, and that's just a, that's just a great. Example of what we're talking about today. Now, so let's let's yeah. be practical. I really want to make sure that we can help as many people as possible. And if we're going to be practical with this, are there ways to prevent infection? And, and if there are, what are some of the best ways to do that? Can you share that with us, Helen? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, of course, you know, there are, there, there are ways that, you know, and the, the, the primary way that you can be infected by Lyme disease is, is a tick bite. Mm-hmm. And... You know, ways to prevent, you know, again, this is only my opinion, but I think awareness is one of the first things, you know. So if you know that you are a regular hiker, walker, you are in, you know, highly endemic areas of where ticks populate, be mindful as to, as to how you dress. Ticks don't fly. You know, they're on the floor. They're on, their, their nests look like um, the, the fruits, blackberries. Uh, that's what their nests look like, so avoid them. Avoid great big piles of leaves. So children that are rolling in leaves, ticks are quite naughty little things, and they like to, they, they get onto the body, they attach themselves onto the body, but they're kind of in an area that you wouldn't necessarily be thinking to look at all the time, behind a child's ear, behind your knee, in your armpit. Mm. You know, they're, they're, they're quite like the nice warm areas that, you, you know, that, that, that you're not, you're not looking at every five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, awareness and clothing and, you know, if you do get bitten by a tick and you do see the tick, get knowledge about how to remove a tick effectively. Um, and also there are so many centers in the U.S. and so many labs that actually offer a free tick testing service. So if you've been bitten by a tick, you can literally make a phone call or send an email request through to some of these centers. They'll send you packaging that you can send your tick away and they'll test it. And they will be able to tell you if that tick is infected with Lyme disease and you can get the right treatment that you need straight away. Because the key with Lyme disease is, if it's caught quickly and you can be given the right treatment, um, I'm not gonna say what those treatments are because I'm not a medic and I don't think it would be appropriate for me to do so. Sure, sure. But I do know that you need antibiotic therapy, but I won't name the antibiotic. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're given antibiotic therapy that will, that will eradicate that spirochete bacteria, 
you can inhibit the disease from becoming chronic. And then that is when it becomes the world of Lyme madness and patients become extremely ill, extremely ill. Um, And so realistically, that is the best way to prevent infection. It's awareness, it's knowledge, and it's, you know, looking at your clothing, tick removal, tick testing. There are also some products out there that you can um, buy some um, chemical-free clothing or different types of spray that you can kind of spray around yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, There are those products too. Um, but, But again, it's only my opinion. I do think awareness is absolutely key. Yeah, no, that's great. And I think all those things that you just shared with us at the end of the day, if we just use and I'll, and I'll say this, if we just use some common sense, too, because many times I think if if we don't think about it, you know, if we're getting ready to go into a hiking situation and I think we all need to understand it's not just hiking. OK, don't forget that it's not just hiking. But if yeah. you're going to go into an area that may have dense foliage, whatever it may be, uh, just be aware, you know, just uh, think about where you're stepping and different things like that. And and I think the one frightening thing <laughs> that you that you shared there Helen is that they're aware the the ticks are aware they want to go there maybe some uh I don't know hidden areas but the warm areas and and that all by itself lets you know that it's a parasite I mean it's trying to hang out with you and that's problematic at the end of the day so now Helen let me ask you this um just understanding and listening to you there is a lot of information out there. I, I can tell that. And as someone who, who loves to be a connoisseur of information, I know that I have a huge learning curve here. So can you kind of let us know how prevalent this disease is? Can you give us an idea of maybe how many cases take place each year? Can you give us some? Yeah, I, I absolutely can. You know, there is the, the, the Centers for Disease Control in the U.S., the CDC website. There is an awful lot of, an awful lot of information on there about tick-borne disease and, and numbers of cases that are reported, um, which, you know, which is a, a really, really kind of good source of this information. But I've spent, you know, quite a long time, you know, looking at kind of clinical journals and clinical papers and having conversations with, you know, with a variety of individuals a, a, across, a, across the country. So to give you, to, to put some perspective on this, um, Lyme disease is the fastest growing infectious bacterial disease in the U.S. So it's twice more common than breast cancer and six times more common than AIDS. Wow. Oh, my goodness. So it's a very, very prevalent disease. The uh, Chinese CDC have reported they feel that there are approximately 83 million cases of Lyme disease in China. Mm. The um, Griffin... Uh, University National Centre for Neuroimmunology and Emerging Disease in Australia have resorted that there's 460,000 cases that they feel in Australia. And um, in Canada, by 2020, due to global warning, warming, excuse me, 28 million people will have been exposed to DTX, mm-hmm. you know, i.e. placing them at major risk of, contra- of contracting Lyme disease. And also, if we look at some of the, the current estimates in Europe as well, they're rapidly reaching six figures, with about 1.5 million cases being reported in Germany, 25,000 in Holland, 30,000 in France, 15,000 in Spain, and more recently, 46,000 cases in the UK. And to put another horrifying statement on this, the diagnostic tests that are currently available for Lyme disease are 
inaccurate and they give a false positive result up to seven out of ten patients so hence my you know crusade as it were to get a test out there that is sensitive enough and specific enough to give an accurate diagnosis for this terrible disease Wow. And I totally understand why. I mean, that is those numbers are just off the charts. And I think it's something that really points to the reality that we just don't know enough about this disease and we're not doing enough to be preventative when dealing with it. So, you know, it's it's interesting. And I, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but let me ask you if people want to get in contact with you, Helen, if they want to help you, if they just want to even engage you to heighten awareness where do they go? Do you have a website? I don't know. I know you may be on social media. Can you tell the listening audience how they can get in contact with you? Yeah, absolutely. So I do have, uh, I'm on Facebook, just my name, Helen McCormack. You'll see my, um, I'm quite a smiley person. I don't know if you can tell you. Can, you'll, you'll see my smiley face. I'm actually in a, in a lab where my photograph has been taken, and it says Lyme disease all over my profile. I'm on Twitter, which is where myself and yourself engaged. Mm-hmm. I do have a website, um, but, but my website is more kind of my corporate consulting website. But I will, um, I will develop. I'm actually in the process w- working with, um, with a colleague at the moment of just designing like a landing page, which is purely about Lyme disease and why myself and my partners and scientists are doing what we're doing. Um, we've always, we've, you know, to be honest with you, Jason, we've tried before to do um, like some, a couple of crowdfunding campaigns. But as you can understand, it's very, very difficult to, because um, we've self-funded so far, me specifically, and it's very, very difficult to ask individuals to support something that is not yet tangible. Right. Um, so it, it, you know, a couple of people said to me, oh, you know, do a Kickstarter campaign and give as many people as you can a free test when they're developed. And it's like, well, that's a, that is a super idea, but I think I'd maybe need to explain a little bit more about what goes into actually developing a diagnostic test, mm-hmm. because it's not easy. Right. It's not easy at all, and um, it, it's time-consuming. You know, the Lyme disease bacteria is is, is so difficult, um, but we, you know, we have all the research behind us. You know, we're looking at a variety. Of, of different methods because there are so many you know there are tests out there and there are other tests out there that are being developed which is absolutely fantastic I had a conversation with another company last week that are developing a test and I said as far as I'm concerned I am not really interested about who brings out the first test I want a test to be on the market that is accurate right. that's affordable and that's available to all because this disease is absolutely horrendous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So for me, it's not about, uh, oh, we're going to be the first ones. This is about, I don't care if there are 55 companies on a global basis developing a, t- a test for Lyme disease. I think that that's great because there are 100 million people in the world with Lyme disease and they can't get an accurate diagnosis. Mm, 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 mm. See, Helen, that is why you are on Discover the Leader in You because you have stepped out front. I mean, you actually want to do something. You don't care about who gets the credit at the end of the day. 
no, you want I absolutely to see. Don't. Yeah, and that's that's obvious, and that's the part that intrigued me. And when we talk about discovering the leader in you, at the end of the day, it's all about discovering those that really have a desire to lead and lead in a way that's impactful and in a way that's going to create legacy. And just the idea that there are a hundred million people that are suffering with Lyme disease and it's just not talked about. It's, it's not something that's top of mind uh, for many people. So just want to remind everybody, we're talking about why leading the effort to stop Lyme disease should be important to each of us. And we have Helen McCormack on the line with us today. And she is calling all the way from Ireland and just I want to give a shout out to my Reed Healy. Uh, she is over in Belfast as well. And you know what, Helen, maybe uh, my Reed would be someone you can connect with. Uh, she's a very popular and very talented singer. Uh, just a great lady uh, as well. She's been on Discover the Leader in You uh, before as well. She's on Facebook. But definitely try and reach out to her and just let her know that, you know, I shared the information and reach out to her. And hopefully she'll be able to respond and maybe heighten awareness. Uh, I think that would be a good thing. Now, just as we're almost out of time, so Helen, one of the okay. things uh, in the last few seconds here, one of the things that I'd love for you to tell the listening audience, what can they do to partner? And I don't mean specifically like a Kickstarter campaign, but what can they do in their own sphere of influence to heighten awareness of Lyme disease? Maybe one or two quick points. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So First comment, if I could split myself into a thousand little Helens, <laughs> I'd run around to every school, every primary and secondary care facility, every insurer, every medic that I could get anywhere near to illustrate to them how difficult to diagnose, difficult to treat and difficult to deal with this disease is. Mm. You know, it costs patients thousands and thousands of, you know, dollars, pounds, Canadian dollars, you know, whatever currency we want to discuss to try and feel better and there's a huge knock-on effect so if you know individuals could just spend a little bit of time to take a quick look on the internet or a quick look on facebook and if you see a post about lyme disease and how difficult it is share it because it's the absolute truth lyme disease is a horrendous disease there are limited diagnostics limited treatments and there are very very limited lyme literate medical doctors those Lyme literate medical doctors are amazing, but there are not that many of them, and there's only so many patients they can treat. So right. if you have knowledge about Lyme disease, Share it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Share it. it and be intentional. Well, Helen, thank you so much for being on today. We truly enjoyed you, okay? Thank you. Absolutely. Hey, everybody, just want to remind you, this is all about sharing, being intentional. And just as a reminder for each one of you, when you tune into Discover the Leader in You, it's all about living your life on purpose on a daily basis. Thanks for joining us today. Take care now. You've been listening to Discover the Leader in You with the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen. We want to hear from you. Connect with us now. Visit our blog and visit our website at jasoncarthen.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Enterprises. Follow us on Twitter at Jason Carthen. Let's keep the conversation going. And if you want to listen to the podcast, go to jasoncarthenradio.com.